Praise God. The title of the message is Jesus is worthy of the sacrifice. Jesus is worthy of the sacrifice. Amazing, amazing. His kingdom, it's worth pressing in and taking it no matter what it costs you. Go for it. Amen? Praise God. Well, the first thing that, you know, it's going to cost you, the first thing it's going to cost you is your sin. If you, if you want to follow Jesus Christ, the first thing it's going to cost you is your sin. So you'll have to give up whatever it is. You know, some people love their sin, you know. Uh, and some people, some people just justify whatever they're doing. Uh, so you just have to give up your sin. Could be anger, could be gossiping, you know, could be watching all sorts of trash, rubbish on TV, could be reading the horoscopes. I remember a lady in England and um, the Lord showed the newspaper horoscopes stacked in her kitchen. <laughs> so she, she went home and got rid of the whole lot, you know, and uh, awesome deliverance, you know. You, you have to give up everything and take him. You know, the first thing that has to go is sin. Uh, you know, it could be, you know, what you think about sex, you know, that pornography is okay, living with someone is okay, you know. You have to give it up if you want to follow Jesus because his way is narrow, very narrow. If you want to walk on his path and know him, you'll have to give up your sin. Praise God. Jesus said, for I say to you, this is Matthew 5.20, for I say to you that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. He doesn't compromise for anything, anyone. In Matthew 16.24, Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And without going into my own story, I relate to this because following Jesus uh, cost me everything. It cost me everything. And, uh, but to find him, and his kingdom is worth far more than whatever sacrifice you've made in life. What will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. Assuredly, I say to you, there are some standing here who shall not taste death till the Son of Man coming till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. You know, living in the expectation, living in the knowledge that Jesus could come again anytime. Anytime. 
you know, um, sadly, many people in Australia at the, at, the, at the current time are suffering with housing problems. You know, that's the big thing. And sometimes, well, I'm not making a general comment, but, but the, I, I, it's an analogy, a revelation the Lord gave me about the second coming. That's my emphasis. That some people, you know, just... They just spent their money, you know, freely and so on without thinking that this time might come where housing is a problem. And the Lord drew an analogy where people are living their life, you know, for themselves without thinking that there could come a time when he comes again that there will come a time in each of our lives where we will give account on a day of judgment. And, you know, we need to live our lives in the, in the awe, in the realisation, any time he could come again. I was in Casino, New South Wales, the town, and uh, preaching in a small church uh, several years ago. And, you know, we, we kind of try to be organised and, you know, an idea of what we're doing. And we had this train whistle, a steam train whistle, blowing through the church. And it just kept blowing and on and on, on and off for about 20 minutes. Woo-woo! It was just blowing, you know, loud. And, like, it was just messing up my meeting big time you know and like and I'm getting annoyed not having any idea that God was blowing his his steam train holy ghost whistle and so we we turned off the sound system and uh, still it just kept blowing and uh, there was a guitar amp and you know guitar amps aren't linked to the system so we turned that off and suddenly it stopped I don't know if you know about guitar amps, but that they're you know each guitarist has their own system, so it stopped. And I thought, oh, that's good. And then the the other guitar amp started on its own, you know, <laughs> just blasting. And I sat down a week later, and I was taken into a vision, and uh, without going into the vision too too long, but uh, heaven is the armies of heaven are ready. They're ready to come again, for Jesus to come. And, you know, you, you want to be ready. You want to be ready for his coming. I don't know when he's coming. But, you know, when he does come, we'll all have to give account. And I tell you, you want to be ready. And you, you want to hear that, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in a little I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your Father. You know, Jesus is worth the sacrifice. Hallelujah. He's worth it. Praise God. Well, one of the sacrifices of knowing Jesus is having to love people. Uh Uh-huh. You know, loving people who are very difficult, you know. Loving your enemies. Loving those who don't deserve to be loved. 
you know, to look beyond the person and to see grace. And one of the, you know, we used to just, we just, I was just constantly wandering around the world preaching, but we've been online, we've got a team, and, and to see God's grace, you know, in people's lives, people being transformed. You, you can't take offence with people today because you, you, they could be God's instrument tomorrow. You know, you, you've got to see them in grace. Hallelujah. Praise God. So it could cost you everything following Jesus, but it's worth it. And everyone who's left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. You know, often it's not that you choose, like you intentionally choose that you're not going to associate with someone it's it you know who could be very close to you it's often more that you've got this commitment in your heart to Jesus Christ and his righteous standards and people begin to demand of you compromise and you say no I can't compromise and you lose you lose family friends you know but you gain, you gain, you gain, you gain. You know, Paul said, if you suffer, the spirit of glory rests upon you. If you suffer persecution. Hallelujah. The more the enemy gives you a hard time, the stronger the glory. Jesus told a story, Matthew thirteen forty four, about a treasure that was hidden in a field. And many people, you know, they don't understand the things of Jesus. They don't understand the reality of heaven. They don't understand the reality of the kingdom of Jesus, the kingdom of God. And it truly is a hidden treasure for many people. Some people scoff and they carry on and they don't understand. You know, these are secret things and you've got to look and look diligently to find them again the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field everyone say hidden in a field man many people come to our meetings because they're searching for the hidden treasure they know it's there they want to find it which a man found and hid and for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Man, it's worth it, you know. might cost you everything, but you gain everything. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I mean, Jesus created the whole universe. And the cattle are his, the silver and gold is his. You know, when you gain Jesus, you gain everything. And Jesus said, you know, I'll give you a hundredfold more in this life and the life to come. Amen. There was a merchant who was seeking beautiful pearls. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had 
and bought it. Just go for it. Just go for it. Hallelujah. I love the baptism in fire. I love the baptism in fire. You know, because the fire goes on the altar of your heart and it burns within you. And you just, it's like a raging, consuming fire. It burns within you. And all you want is Him, His glory, His kingdom. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, um, all I want is Jesus. Yeah, if I walk into a church and he's not there, I'll walk out again. <laughs> I don't want to waste my time. Uh, you know, it's just boring. I want him. Amen. Anyone else want him? Anyone else want him? Amen. Who's tired of religion and, and wants the re real Jesus, the real deal, you know? And he's worth it. Might cost you everything, but he's worth it. You gain everything. You lose a little, you gain everything. Praise God. Sometimes there's quite a lot of pain in the losing, <laughs> but there's the glory in the gaining. Well, you know, I'm, I guess I'm a prophetic teacher to the church. And uh, I just want to say, you know, to pastors who, who teach that sin is okay. Listen to what Jesus said. Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. You break the righteous standard of God's word and you teach your congregations that it's okay, that sexual perversity Sin is okay. You will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. It's not okay. Don't hinder little children from entering into the kingdom of heaven. Don't teach them that sin is okay. The first thing that has to go is our sin when we pursue Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But whoever does the commandments and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. I take off my proverbial hat to all the pastors who preach repentance and holiness and the pursuit of righteousness. You know, and God Himself will honor them. Hallelujah. Never never mind about man. God will honor them. And I believe that it is true that society goes according to the preaching of the church. If the church will stand up and preach the word of God and righteousness, it will impact society. But if the church takes on the culture and so-called values of the world, the church becomes corrupt, the church becomes powerless and useless. Hallelujah. What else has to go? Well, your pride. <laughs> Hallelujah. Any pastors here? You know, I heard uh, a true story of an American pastor, and he had a, all his, he, many years he's worn a toupee, right? You know, a toupee is like a little wig. So, uh, so he he's up front, and one day the Lord says, "Now, 
take your toupee off in front of a church. <laughs> they probably didn't know he was bald, you know. And so he, he took it off and laid it down. And do you know what happened? Revival hit the church. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, if you want to follow Jesus, leave your pride behind. You know? Repentance requires humility. And God knows the proud from afar, but he lives with the broken hearted and the humble, the humble and contrite of heart. Amen. Praise God. So they brought little children to Jesus that he might touch them, and the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. It's you know when the Holy Spirit comes, it's amazing to see how so many people humbly receive His mighty presence. It's just a wonderful thing. You know, they just take it like a little child, and their lives are transformed. Praise God! I was reading uh, years ago uh, in a book about one of the old time revivals, and and uh, I think it was in Britain. It was probably. Um, John Charles Wesley or something and there were some women who had uh, their hair up and they were very proper British women you know <laughs> and they came to the revival and the power of God hit these very proper you know middle class upper middle class women and and their hair that was all done up in a bun uh, cracked like a whip <laughs> as the power of God fell on them amen A true follower of Jesus Christ does the will of the Father. Amen. Lord said, don't, don't say, Lord, Lord. You know, don't give me lip service. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven, he's the one who will enter heaven. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's good to feed on the word, isn't it? Amen. You know, I want to encourage you. He's worth it. He's real. And he's worth any sacrifice that might be required of you. Just follow him. I've set the Lord, the psalmist said, I've set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall never be moved. Set the Lord before you. Let him be at your right hand. Let him fill your sight. and Pursue him. Follow him. Do his will. Amen. It's a wonderful thing. In these meetings, Jesus is Lord. We just honour him and you know, we, we say, Lord, you bought us by your blood. That means we're your possession. You're, you're the Lord of this meeting. You know? And if the Lord says, walk down the aisle and talk to that couple, and we, we just set aside our little agenda, amen, and uh, just let him be Lord. Turn to the person beside you and say, just let him be Lord. Say, give up and let God take control. Say it again. I told you, give up. Let go of the reins and let him ride the horse. <laughs> you know, when I was a teenager, the Lord often used to use uh, the scripture, I think it's from the Psalms, 
do not be like a horse or a mule. This is what the Lord used to say to me as a teenager, you know. And uh, uh, the Lord knows me, so I guess I really needed this scripture. Do not be like a horse or a mule without understanding that must be guided with bit and, and bridle. You know, so don't be stubborn, Mark. Amen. Just turn to your neighbour and say, "Don't be like a horse or a mule. Stubborn. Give up and let God take control." Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. When Jesus died on the cross, he said, "It is finished." It is finished. When he died on the cross 2,000 years ago, your sickness, whatever your sickness might be, was dealt with then. Every sickness, every curse, schizophrenia, broken bones, cancer, deafness, blindness, everything was finished at the cross. When he shed his blood, praise God, he said, it is finished, and he is the saviour of the world. Hallelujah. You know, everything has been covered by his words, it is finished. You name it, he dealt with it at Calvary. Simply put your faith in Jesus Christ. Nothing is too hard for him. Amen.